0: Welcome to episode 34 of the Radio omni podcast. Hello and welcome by atlevering vier and from the Radio omni podcast. I am Simon Eger and in this episode I am talking about Dutch or Netherlands. i has been Simon Achyr. And then deze aflevering praat in over Incidentally, the tune you heard at the beginning of this podcast is a version of my theme tune, Hedgecats or Castle de Guerche. Now normally you hear a recording of it played on the piano, but this time I thought I would do something different and made a new recording on the cavaquinho and guitar. It's a while since I've done a profile of a language on this podcast, so I thought it was about time. Now, for the past uh, six weeks or so, I've been learning Dutch on Duolingo mainly. I have learnt it a bit in the past, so I'm not completely new to it. And as it's quite close to English and German, which I speak um, English quite well and German moderately, moderately badly, um, yeah, I can understand quite a lot of Dutch already. There's many words that seem familiar, and the structure is quite similar to both languages. Sometimes more similar to English, sometimes more similar to German. So, what is Dutch? Well, it is a West Germanic language. That means it belongs to the um, West Germanic branch of the Germanic language family, which is part of the Indo-European language family. So, other West Germanic languages include German, Afrikaans, which is the descendant of Dutch and largely mutually intelligible with it, apparently. Also, Frisian, English, Scots and a number of other smaller languages within the netherlands and also in belgium the main places where dutch is spoken um there are many many regional forms of speech different dialects and regional languages some are recognized as separate languages some are seen as local dialects and in the past pretty much every village and town had its own local form of speech and to some extent this is still the case there are said to be over 600 different spoken varieties in the Netherlands. I'm not sure if that's just varieties considered Dutch, or includes um, Frisian and other non-Dutch languages, but that's a, a lot of languages for a relatively small country. And most of the Netherlands um, is below sea level, up to seven metres in some places, and the highest place is only about 330 metres above sea level. So the name Netherlands or Lowlands is quite appropriate for it. And the Dutch are known to be among the tallest people in the world. And in fact, one reason why this is the case is because any men below um, six foot tall and any women below five foot seven are sent to Belgium or other places. And um, That keeps the average height up and it's quite important because as um, flooding is a big problem in the Netherlands, being tall um, has advantages, survival advantages in fact. So yes, so Dutch is spoken mainly in the Netherlands and Belgium. Um, There are also a number of Dutch speakers in other places, in the Caribbean, on islands such as Aruba, Curaçao and St Martin, and also in Suriname in South America. They speak Dutch and um, Dutch-based Creoles. Also, in those Caribbean islands, they speak a Creole based on Dutch and a number of other languages called Papimiendo. And in Indonesia, which was once um, a Dutch colony, they speak... Well, few people speak Dutch any, anymore these days, but in Indonesian and possibly in other local languages, they have quite a few loan words borrowed from Dutch. And... In fact, in English, there are many words borrowed from Dutch. Some you may be aware of, such as Santa Claus, which comes from Sinterklaas um, or St Nicholas. And then there are many other words, um, ordinary everyday words and maybe not so common ones, such as yacht, yankee, wildebeest, wagon, wiggle, waffle, stove, stoop, snack, skate, scum, rover, poppycock, pickle, plug, mannequin, maelstrom, luck, landscape, knapsack. Kip holster hoist golf gin furlough which is quite appropriate at the moment i'm in fact making this on um, tuesday the 30th of june 2020 and at this time of a global pandemic many people are furloughed from their work and the the word furlough means um, a leave of absence usually paid um originally it was referred to a leave of absence from the military but these days it can be from any other kind of employment so many people at the moment are furloughed and also easel bumpkin brandy booze aardvark dollar drill deck down and many more now when i was looking at um, compiling this list one interesting fact that i absorbed was that the word easel comes from the dutch word for donkey easel and um A painter's easel, in Dutch, was originally called a schreider's easel, a painter's donkey, which I think is rather nice. Most of the the vocabulary of Dutch comes from Germanic roots, and many of the words are quite similar to English or German, so if you're learning Dutch and you already speak English and or German, you have a big advantage, a big head start, because you'll be able to understand quite a lot of the words. I mean, they sound... A bit different, and maybe look different, but once you get over the differences in pronunciation and spelling, you will probably recognise many of the words and be able to guess the ones you're not sure of. And that's certainly what I've been finding. And Dutch is um, as old as English, pretty much. It's been developing pretty much as long as English. It was first written in about 510 AD, or 10 past 5. Uh, there are only small fragments of Old Dutch. That's the form of the language that was spoken from about the 6th century until the 12th century and they appeared in various manuscripts and then from the 12th century to the 15th century the form of Dutch that people spoke was is referred to as Middle Dutch and there are a lot more texts and literature written in that form of Dutch and the spelling can be quite eccentric as people spelt however they felt like before printing came along and eventually, yeah, the spelling settled down, and modern Dutch from about the 15th century started to become more standardised. So that is a very brief overview of the history of the language. It actually developed originally from a Frankish language, or languages, or dialects, or whatever they might have been called. So the Franks were a group of um, Germanic-speaking people, and some of them settled in the Netherlands, what became the Netherlands. And many more settled in France, and that's where the name France and French comes from, from the Franks. Although people in France do not speak a language derived from Frankish, they in fact speak a language derived from Latin with some influences from Frankish. So there are also um, Dutch speakers in other places, in France and Germany, and in the USA, Canada and Australia and UK and wherever else Dutch people or Belgian people who speak Dutch, happen to be. And in Belgium, um, Dutch is also known as Nederlands, um, the Netherlands, Netherlandic you could call it. Or in some areas, they prefer to call it the Vlaams or Flemish. Some people call it Belgian-Dutch. It's um, slightly different to the Dutch they speak in the Netherlands, but it's all part of a dialect continuum. So people in each village and town have their own local form of language, or at least the local accent. And they probably understand people from the next village or town, but if you go a bit further away, it gets a bit more different, and the further you go, the more difficult it might be to understand. So, to communicate with people from other regions, people speak standard Dutch. And then in northern Germany, they speak varieties of Low German, or Plattdeutsch, and these are very close to Dutch, apparently. And in the northern parts of the Netherlands they speak uh, varieties of Frisian. So Frisian is a sister language to Dutch. It has developed alongside it has been influenced by it, but is uh, recognised as a separate language. In fact, there are several varieties of Frisian in the Netherlands. For example, there is West Frisian or Frisk, and then going along the North Sea coast into Germany and Denmark, There are different varieties of Friesian. They're all closely related, and they're actually said to be the closest languages to English, although I would argue that varieties of Scots are actually much closer to English. But um, we won't go into that right now. And of course, in Friesland, everything is in black and white. The cows, the clogs, the windmills, the houses, and so on. And, um, Dutch pronunciation is quite interesting. When you look at written Dutch, you'll see a lot of double vowels and consonants. And most of the vowels can be doubled. A, E, O, and U. I haven't seen any double I's. I don't think they're very common, if there are any. And you get lots of double consonants as well. And then you get different combinations of vowels, which are diphthongs. Um, there aren't too many difficult sounds. There are a few combinations of sounds that might be tricky. I think the, the sound that um, a lot of Dutch learners might have trouble with is the voiced velar fricative, which is written as a G and pronounced something like G. It's the voiced equivalent of CH, which is written CH, and that occurs in quite a few other languages. And um, also the combination of SCH, and that's uh, SCH, as in schoon, uh, shoe or schoon, clean or schipel, the name of the airport near Amsterdam, and uh, that's one sound I, I find a little bit challenging. And then when you've got combinations of h and r and h, and also the w, f and v sounds. Now the w is a v. the f is a f, although sometimes it's more like a v, and the the v is a kind of uh, more like a f sometimes. So that's another characteristic of Dutch. It's and it's common in other languages as well. That um, consonants at the end of words tend to be devoiced. So for example, a horse is "barred," and that's P-A-A-R-D, but the D becomes a d t- t-sound, it's devoiced at the end of the word. Um, so yeah, Dutch pronunciation isn't too difficult once you've got the hang of some of those sounds and combinations. Um... Dutch grammar is uh, simpler than German in many ways. You don't have all the grammatical cases. You only have two genders. In the past, it was more like German, with three genders and grammatical cases, but they just dis- disappeared. And the masculine and feminine genders have collapsed into one, the common gender. And so, And that only affects definite articles and certain other words. So, words in common gender... Use the de definite article. For example, for example, the man is the man or the husband. The Frau is the woman or the wife. The jongen is the boy, but het meisje is the girl. So meisje is neuter, and it's neuter because it has a diminutive ending. Now, diminutive endings are very common in Dutch. They're used quite a lot, and if you stick a diminutive ending on the noun, it becomes neuter. So if you're not sure of the gender just stick a diminutive on it that's um, one way to get around not knowing the genders it's it's a good idea to try and learn them as you learn the words but you probably forget some of them and um, in the plural there's only the everything becomes common gender so the mannen, the men, the Frauen, the women, the jongens, the boys, the meisjes, the girls and in my Dutch lessons, so far I've only learned the present tense. Um, I'm not sure how other tenses are formed yet, but I will learn that soon, I hope. Uh, in the present tense, verbs conjugate for number and person, so they have different forms for I, you, he, she, it, etc. Now there is a distinction between um, informal and formal, in Dutch, although the formal forms are not as commonly used these days as they used to be, apparently. So, for example, informal singular, you is je, um, or in the emphatic form, jij. Ja", uh, plural, um, informal you ju is jullie, which looks like the name Julie, and then the formal form is u, there's a lot more that could be said about Dutch grammar, but as I'm not overly familiar with it yet, I'll leave it at that. That just gives you a, a little taste of it. So yes, I've, I've been learning Dutch now for about six weeks, mainly with Duolingo. I'm enjoying it, I'm doing lots of lessons every day, I'm learning a lot. I have a number of Dutch-speaking friends I can practice with, which I try to occasionally, and um, I've learned a bit in the past. And the last time I learned Dutch it was quite a few years ago, um, when I told people that, what I was doing, some of them said, oh yeah, do you know this or that person? They're Dutch, or they, they're Belgian, or they, they speak Dutch. You should go and talk to them. And there was a surprising number of Dutch speakers in the area where I live, in North Wales. Now, the Dutch um, gave the world the orange carrot. Before, they managed to cross-breed an orange version of the carrot. Carrots were red or yellow or other colours, and they managed to come up with an orange one. So I think it's time for another tune now and this is a new one, a brand new one I wrote last week called Cats on the Shed Cathod Aracut and it's a pure coincidence that the theme tune is also about cats. So this is a version of it I recorded this week on the um Cavacino, mandolin, guitar and boron. On the shed, one of my tunes, or in Dutch, the katten op de schuur or something like that. I think. No, I think we've um, covered Dutch. Enough for the purposes of this podcast, anyway. If you want to find out more about Dutch, there are some Dutch pages on omniglot.com You can find details about the language, pronunciation, useful phrases, numbers, colours, um, telling the time and various other useful stuff to get you started in learning Dutch, with recordings wherever possible, and links to further resources. So if you're learning Dutch, or you're thinking about doing it, well, good luck, it's fun, I'm enjoying it, and um, if you want to leave any comments on this or any other episode of the Radio Omnigots podcast, or to find notes, you go to com, and you can also find links there, to leave donations if you're feeling generous. If you want to support this podcast and the work I do on Omniglot, then any donations, no matter how large, would be very welcome. You can also contribute to Omniglot and this podcast by leaving comments and suggestions and recommending it to your friends and sending new material and anything else you can think of to help. Anything you can do is very much appreciated. I run this podcast on my site entirely on my own, so I rely on your help to, um, make sure it's, it's accurate and, um, up to date and all that stuff. If you see any broken links, any videos that are no longer available, you do let me know. You can contact me at feedback at omniglot.com. My name is Simon Ager and, um, I hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. You can listen to previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Podchaser and various other places, or so in SoundCloud as well where you can also hear all my tunes and songs, well, at least all the ones I've recorded. There's a few more that I haven't uh, released publicly yet. So thank you for listening, and goodbye. Tot teens.